0: This is a think, live, be production.
1: Can I rant about something? I'm going to say Sandra didn't even like try to respond to me at all about it. (laughs) We just called Sandra out. Oh, we're we're on fire. Got it. <laughs> we're we are recording. Um I was gonna start ranting about, you know, everything like whenever you sign up for a service, you know, they'll they'll like lock you in and they're like, Yeah, here's the pricing. And then all of a sudden in like a year it's twice the cost. And you're like, Hey, what happened here? Oh, we, we increased our cost. And it's like, why? I don't get anything out of that. Nothing and, changed for us. I mean, I know inflation, blah, 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 but we're not gonna get into all that. No. <laughs> That's my rant for this morning. Um actually I'm not done there. So I wanted to say I did something that I was proud of this morning and I wanted to share because I think that it's something that probably a lot of people struggle with and it's the 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 feeling or the need to say sorry. All the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize you're doing it sometimes. And you just say, like, oh, sor- sorry, I got your message and I'm calling you back. It's like, why did I just apologize for calling somebody back? You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean?
0: I'm, yes, I'm in hearing it from people, but I don't.
1: You don't do it. Don't no. Do it. But I think a lot of people do. And I don't know why because it's like, um, I'm not actually sorry. Is it,
0: is it, is it um, not woke enough to say that I think. Women do it more than men do.
1: Yikes! I feel like uh, I know that's just probably feel true. Like women do. Hey, that's probably true. Kayla,
0: speak into that microphone.
1: <laughs> okay. Go ahead and say sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to, um, but it, uh, that's probably true. I don't think that's sexist no. to say. There are certain things that are just true. Yeah. Um And I, I didn't and,
0: want to derail you. Go. You can get back to. <laughs> we don't have to, talk get, about don't have to yeah. get into sexism yeah. in the. Yeah
1: in the world today um but but yeah it's it's not something you even realize you're doing sometimes where you just say sorry before you say something and then realizing that though um i i this morning i made a phone call so somebody called me very late last night and i stopped well, what time 8 20 okay i consider that late yeah look i have
0: Look, when does business well yeah well Go let me get into yeah. it
1: okay I consider, um, like our working hours, like I'm up and I start working, doing stuff, usually around eight. Like I'm doing something work related from eight to sometimes six, sometimes seven. Once it hits about seven o'clock, I got to eat dinner. And so by the time I'm done eating dinner, And I'm done working for the day. It's usually like close to 8 o'clock. So I look at... And we go to bed at like 10 o'clock. Because otherwise I can't get up in the morning. (laughs) Um, I need a strict 8 hours of sleep. And... uh, Or I don't function. And that gives us 2 hours a day. To actually sit with one another. And... Plenty um, of time. (laughs) That's that's plenty of time. It's really not that much time though. If you think about like... Because the rest of the time you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know? And... um, So anyways... It's not that much time that that we really get. So it's important to like put up some boundaries. And I've always had a, a voicemail recording that says like I return phone calls up to and I've changed the hours like over time. Like I it used to be 6 p.m. Then I changed it to 7 p.m. And then I'm like, why am I calling people back at 7 p.m.? Because yeah, what seven, happens?
0: 7 p.m. call turns into
1: I'm not done until 8.
0: Right. Or and you call they don't answer and then they call you back 10 minutes later. You feel obligated to answer. Exactly. So now it's now it's 7:10. Then they keep you on the phone and then you've got to then whatever that conversation is, then you feel obligated. Well, now I have to go tell my buyer or seller this. All of a sudden you're on the phone and working until 8:15.
1: Yeah. And um so Right. Because any phone call leads to some other action. Correct. Yeah. And then you do you have a sense of like, oh, well, now I feel like I have to I do need that the closure now. before
0: I go to sleep.
1: Right. Otherwise, i just going to nag you. And some people can compartmentalize that and like say, OK, that's done. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow. And I try really hard. That's something that I work on is to say. Um, and set those boundaries and to say, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone, but that's impossible, right? Because you're going to look up, I'm watching a show and I want to look up, how do I know that person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I want to Google who it is. And then you see messages and stuff. So anyways, what happened though, was I I was like, no, I'm not going to return that call. It's too late. And this is not time sensitive. So then when I went to call this morning, I thought to myself, do not say sorry because i recognize that sometimes i do that what do you mean like to call like i like i my normal just reaction would be to call and say like hey good morning sorry i got your message last night oh, but yeah. i was like asleep or something stupid like,
0: like not even meaning sorry just the it just coming out like somehow apologizing
1: for not calling them back when to, they said because it to call nice. them back I guess so. Like to be nice? Yeah. Is that what you think that's what it stems from? Yeah. But I'm not like a super people pleaser.
0: No, I know, but I think it I think it's to be nice and I think it's just I that's what I think it's that softness of of saying uh, of that's why I, I to go back to that. That's why I think Maybe it's the way girls were raised. I don't think that that's the truth anymore so much. But to be proper and to be and to say sorry when, you know what I mean? It's like I I, I think that that it is coming from a place of being nice and and being non-confrontational. And rather than just getting into it and just, why are you, you know what I mean? It just becomes a thing. It's when people say, becomes as knee jerk as saying the word like.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like that one. Or, you
1: know. Um, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but that, but that comes out too. you have to like stop. You have yourself. to really be conscious. You have of to it. like, which you did. That's <laughs> yeah. what you did
0: today. You were like, I'm not going yeah. to say it. And well, then he was really mad. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I think
2: it also comes from just a feeling of in the line of respect. Like you feel as though you've, um, you didn't abide by their needs immediately. So you want to apologize for that when in reality, you really like you have to abide by nobody's needs that well, late at night. There's well, boundaries. I think, well, yeah, I, think that's true. I
1: think what you're saying is they obviously had an expectation that I was going to call back. And right. so can
0: we talk about that for a minute. <sighs> about, yeah. about that, that uh, the idea that. Um,
1: Dead that, air, <laughs> you know,
0: Well, because uh, I'm trying to think of the way to say it. But the uh, the idea that somehow, th- th- like you said, you start work at 8 a.m. And then you work from work until six, maybe seven o'clock at night, and you do that every single day, Monday through Friday. And this person called and said, "Hey, I'll be up till midnight, right?" And called at like eight thirty at night, and it's like it just goes to show how different from realtor to realtor their mm-hmm. days are, people's days are. That he, in his mind, that was perfectly okay because he's not working from eight a.m to seven o'clock monday through friday and then on weekends because if he was he wouldn't be say call me until midnight i do that's think somebody that's... who who has one or two sales a year or three sales a year or something like that who doesn't who just works whenever he's got a client and just fills his day with nothing you so, know what i mean
1: i do think that i think you're right i think because real estate is um it's it's so different. Like it's such a different industry, I think, than so many other industries. Where, like, if you're a dentist, <laughs> love this dentist. <laughs> um, if you're a dentist, you have office hours where you're doing dental work, and you go in and you do your work, and you go home. And when you leave for the day, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like you're not thinking about like somebody's teeth. I mean, you might be a little bit, <laughs> but like, like I don't believe that there's a lot of extra things that you're doing. Other than maybe like the bit like you might be doing some business side stuff. Right. Um, But you have your client appointments and then you're done for the day. And some dentist's office, they take a full weekday off. My chiropractor does too. Like they're not open on Tuesdays. Right. That must be nice. Yeah. We (laughs) just just don't
0: work on Tuesdays. We don't work on Saturdays. We don't work on Sundays.
1: Yeah. And so, but they, they, that's how most places are. Like any, Mm -hmm. anything that you need, there are specific hours. And then even like if you go into retail, People have specific shifts and then they get off and they're done and they have Mm -hmm. weekends. And and we all, we do this to ourselves because there's this, like, because there's so many licensed agents and there is a very low bar to getting into the industry, everybody can kind of do whatever they want, right? We're all our own boss. Mm -hmm. Then we create this environment where um, it's okay for people to call whenever they want and do whatever they want. And so because other agents run their business that way, Mm then they expect everyone else right. to do the same. And, and when, then clients expect right. that because it's they had they, an interaction. Wait, let me finish. Mm. <laughs> they had an interaction with an agent before that was available to them at 9 p.m. And it's like, well, yeah, that agent was avail- available to you because they didn't have anything else going on. Yeah. And and that means that they didn't actually have the expertise and knowledge that you needed in that moment. But they don't understand that because people do real estate sales so infrequently in their life that they don't understand right. That's what that I, That's why they
0: say you almost can't blame the clients because they don't they they don't know how it works because they are not in the industry. But when it is another licensed agent, then there's an issue that may that that's that's a reason to really get kind of frustrated because they are doing it or supposed to be doing it every day. But, but that's what I hear when I. I know that with the way that you are and the training that you do with your agents, there is no way. And if you had heard that one of your buyers' agents was on the phone with somebody,
1: oh, calling oh, I them have at, heard, and I'm like, why? Yeah, stop
0: doing that. Like that, <laughs> you're insane. part
1: of the problem. No, you're part of the kidding. problem. <laughs> no,
0: but that shouldn't be. That I mean,
1: can I tell we're, you? Can we're I n- tell we're you normal hours? Can like, I tell like, you like, this? There's
0: absolutely no. We've said a million times. In real life and on this podcast, there's no emergency.
1: Can I tell you something?
0: Yeah,
1: um, I have had a conversation, and I don't, I don't think that this person would care if I'm sharing this. So I'm, um, but somebody that works with me, um, about that because I want our I want our team like we're we're not super big and I of course we're on our way to growing and I want to instill in them the understanding that like you shouldn't work non-stop and it's it's real estate is its own thing like I'm not saying that you can't like you do have to sometimes do things at odd hours it's why
0: it's so important to keep a regimented schedule If the reason
1: if there was a time sensitive need to that call last night, it probably would have just called them back because Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody's like escrow to be at risk or Mm -hmm. something to happen because I was so like adamant about my schedule. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of the thing. You have
0: to you have to be um, do have deductive reasoning and say, okay, this person's calling me at seven o'clock. Which means the banks are closed, the lenders all went home, like er, like the appraisal, like the, like everyone's done for the day. So whatever this is, isn't important now because it's not like, oh, we need to do this before five
1: o'clock well, or, or so, something. So I don't want to forget what I'm trying to say. Um, so but it's really important to me as we grow that part of what I hope for everybody that ever works for me is that that we all find balance and we do need people. We've talked about this before in order to have a balanced life, you have to have other people Like it is a team approach. That's the only way to do that. You can't, I'm not saying you can't be a single agent and have a balanced life. You can. It just takes probably a lot more discipline than I have. And so um, leverage helps with that. Having other people that work alongside you and having redundancies helps everybody live a better life. And so that's really important to me. But at this stage, like I don't feel like we've completely figured it out. I think there there Mm -hmm. needs to be more people so that everybody has... Um, a backup, and then we can figure out well how do we like work and have schedules and and work on that. But anyways, I have talked to people that have worked with me before, and and they have said w- the reason they respond so late, and they 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 sometimes say like, well, I was working till nine last night. Why?
0: Are you talking about like responding to clients or responding to both
1: everything? Oh, okay. And I and I <laughs> and I'll say like, why are you doing that to yourself? You know, and the response is usually because like there's a, there's this feeling like I'd rather just get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I get it off that. my plate I and, and out of my mind mm-hmm. so that I don't forget about it later or whatever mm-hmm. and just get, get it done. And I do get that too because mm-hmm. I have those moments as well. That, um,
0: that sounds, and I don't know, but that sounds to me, that is when when there's one load of laundry left to do, you just want to get it done and over with. Yeah. Right. But when you know the laundry is not ever going to stop, there's no reason to hurry up and do that laundry. You so, <laughs> and
1: <Even> your analogies. <laughs> so, so
0: if you had a bunch of clients and a bunch of things going on, you wouldn't care about that because there's 10 other things that you didn't get done too that can all wait till tomorrow. It's when you only, once I finish this, then I'm done kind of attitude. That's what makes you stay up until nine o'clock doing it because you don't have a bunch of things on your plate. Well, bu- I would assume the busier you get, the more clients you have and the more there's more things to accomplish in a day it's like oh that can wait until tomorrow right but when you don't have that big list of things it's like well let's just get it done and get it over with so i don't have to think about it yeah you know what i mean
1: well i understand that but i i mean this is all part of time management is like figuring out how to um manage that because whatever it is you're doing there's there's a time in your calendar that you're supposed to be doing it so then the question is like what are you doing during that time Mm -hmm. um Time that, management
2: is self management, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> it is though. Um, it, it really is. I just I don't know why this just crossed my mind, but like a couple of years ago at family reunion, there was or, or maybe it was mega camp. I don't know. Sometimes blur. Are, so it's a blur, a blur <laughs> of people on stage and bright lights in the dark room. Um, but this woman was on stage, and I think she's like one of the top selling single agents, and. She was describing her life, and I think she was coming over to Keller Williams.
0: Like single agent, like no admin or- I don't
1: think she had any just admin. Her, all by herself. Yeah, and so she was one of the top single agents with like- no admin support. And she was describing her life and that she would like sleep at the office and that she would be like writing out contracts in the middle of the night and stuff. And of course, everybody was like gasping in the crowd because no, even
0: get an admin.
1: <laughs> well, and and um, I think she was in the process, I could be remembering this wrong, but I think she was in the process of moving over to Keller Williams or she just had and the. The thing is, like,
0: well, she was at family reunion. She must have, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, that she was on she stage. Was, she probably had had joined. They bringing in Caldwell Banker, <laughs> <with her laughs> Yeah, she probably had
1: already joined. <laughs> um, but it, I, th- I think the reason this is coming to mind is because we're, um, uh, we're 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 kind of. I'm so glad that I joined Keller Williams so many years ago because we're built into this culture that you are try- you're supposed to figure out how to have a balanced life and like make sure that you are setting boundaries and um and all of that and. I just saw like one of my previous coaches had posted something about that the other day um, on Facebook about how she's Kellerized <laughs> and hey. and um and and we in case you don't know what that means it's like kind of a funny term to explain when you're like drank the Kool-Aid and you're so into Keller Williams as a company and the culture that you're like you can't be swayed to go anywhere else like you just em- embody the the mission, vision, values, blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, um, where you're totally aligned. Yes, your own your own vision is aligned with the Keller Williams vision.
1: Yes, and so and she had she had posted on her Facebook about how you know what that means to her is that like she, Gary Keller has provided this environment for our agents to just think differently, and I think that's what's that's happened. Apple. That's yeah. That's but I mean that's what it is though, um, and I think that's what's happened to me over time too. This isn't a plug for Keller Williams. Are you but, sure? <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's what ha- what has happened to me over time is like you just you go and you listen to th- big thinkers and people who are are talking about like living this you know what they call call in um, Maps Coaching is like life by design, and you're trying to strive for that, and in doing that you realize like. Why am I returning a call at 830 at night? This is the two hours a day Mm -hmm. that I have to myself Mm -hmm. that, and, and, and I want to respect that because also.
0: It's gotta be so frustrating Then when you get a phone call, when you get a phone call because those people that are calling you at 830 have such a different alignment with with their life work balance. Yeah. That it's like you can't even talk to those people because they're coming from such a different place.
1: Yeah, and it is. And that because there's so many licensed agents, like most of them don't. Right. So you have to get OK. with That's where I started. This is like you have to be OK with like I'm going to treat our business like this and we're going to do it like this. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. Because this is my life and my personal well-being that, is more important than satisfying that guy's desire mm-hmm. to finish up his business for the day at up to midnight apparently. And
0: that, yeah, and that, I, and that approach all the way with where you're like, I'm gonna have uh, admin and then director of operations. Like with Kayla, like Kayla, how many times when you first started and stuff would, and you didn't have the scripts and know exactly what to say w- when a Uh, an agent would call and say, well, I just want to talk to Catherine. (laughs)
2: <laughs> how many
0: times did that happen to you
2: so many times right uh-huh. and, and it still does It still they, and, but they don't get by this but time. they don't get by because I know right. what to say
0: right but but once again like that is a different alignment right where you decided I'm going Catherine decided I'm going to run my business like this I'm going to have uh, uh, I'm going to make
1: Kayla answer the phone Kayla's going <laughs>
0: to answer the phone she is going to direct people where they need to be answer the questions that need to be answered because so that my time stays valuable, my time is valuable to do what I need to do to advance the business yep. and everything, where you have another agent who might call, doesn't have an admin, doesn't even understand what that is, right? And then says, well, I just want to talk to the agent. So, and you just, and and it's like, you know, you put your foot down and said, this is the way we're going to run our business. You other agents have to get on board with the way that we're doing it. We're not going to bend to to your needs.
2: I like the ones that sigh and say, I'll just call back later. And, and I say, Sir, you're just gonna get yeah, me again. So yeah. if there's something you're I can calling, help you, you with. Yeah, this
0: isn't her cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the
1: office. Well and it is her cell phone though. But, that's, but, well, that's don't that's
0: don't, don't put that out there. Oh, no, sorry.
1: no, but that's what, <laughs> but that's but that's that's how we run it. So let, let me just digress yeah. for a moment. Let's see, I use the word digress instead of rabbit hole. Ooh, wow. Oh wow. <laughs> so we didn't have to worry about that. Oh, um, well, yes, I'll get to that, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I lost track of what I was saying. Digressing. Not I'm digressing. Interrupt- so how I manage the the calls is that I have a business number. It is my cell phone. I'm putting up quotes, right? Um, it's my cell phone. It's my business cell phone. It rings my phone, but it also rings Kayla first. And so, I do answer... Right. So, it's,
0: it's a number. It's not your cell phone number. It's not the right. number that I call right. when, or or your brother Nobody calls. has that number anymore. Well, yeah, only a couple close... It,
1: there's a couple people that do and, like, they'll message me and I'm like, how'd you get this phone number? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, you know, obviously, I used to use that number. So, there are still some people that will con- contact me. Um, From 12 years ago, which is a good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. And then, I just work with that. Um, but... Anyways, I, we do that because I want them to understand that I, I, th- like you can reach me, but during daytime hours when I'm doing something else, there's somebody else who can help. And she is a licensed professional. Uh, she knows what all of the answers are and she can handle whatever your needs are. So I want everybody, like whether it's an agent or a client, to know that you're going to get Kayla. And she can help you with that because nine times out of ten, I'm sorry, ten times out of ten, it's a sales call. That too. That too. Oh my gosh, that just never so stops. So many times. Um, but most of the time, it is something you can handle. Yeah, they're it's not showing instructions.
2: Oh my gosh, how questions showing instructions. on when is this one closing? How do I get into this house? Yeah, you read, know, what? read the MLS guy. Yeah. Can so can
0: I set? Can I set a showing? I want to see a showing. It's like, read the MLS yeah. guy. I <laughs> mean,
1: <laughs> um. And but you know, it's it's set up in that way so people know like you can still reach me here and I will answer the phone occasionally myself. Um I use the same script though. I don't say like this is Catherine. I say that this is Catherine with ThinkLive B. How can I help you? Just like Kayla's with this Kayla, Kayla with B Think team. B. <laughs> um and and it, again, you're just setting it up more like a business and that, that helps with the boundaries. But of course, people have their own and they're going to stretch them to try to make you get wrapped into theirs. Yeah. And so you have to decide. So this was another post I saw like on Facebook all the time, apparently.
0: <laughs> you got all this time. You have all this free time now.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I do between 8 and 10. <laughs> um, but I did see somebody else post about, uh, well, two posts, actually. Let me share two posts that I saw. Both really struck me. Um, one was actually a mortgage guy who had posted, um, and I really liked what he said because mainly because it was saying how awesome we are as realtors, but it was like, you know, um, people, complain about thinking realtors make too much money and they want to cut your commission and all of that. And he had this big long post about that, you know, um, if you think realtors make too much money, why don't you go get your real estate license and then go try to find a piece of business and then do all of these things and then blah, blah, blah. And then he also said, and then also, um, you know, think about it like this. If your boss came to you and said, I want you to work overtime, uh, but I'm going to pay you less or something like that. Would you do it? And, like, that's what's being asked of agents right now in this market is, like, and it's all it's always been this way, by the way, like... Yeah,
0: if it's not it, this market, it's the opposite, and it's just as bad. There there There's feels this, like... You get this, this little golden rainbow area that... I never... The, uh, I don't know pendulum, when that happened. Yeah, I've never, never seen it. Because it's so... It's such a short amount of time, you don't even notice
1: it. Yeah, but... So it doesn't really matter the market, although I feel like right now there's more emotions might be higher so that it feels intense at times. But the people calling and expecting you to just be on all the time in this overtime um, mentality that he was talking about and is always there. Um, so that really struck me. And I appreciated that somebody sees that because I, th- I feel like sometimes. That's not an agent. Yeah. That's not an agent. But yeah. knows
0: enough about the world to. Have yeah. An opinion, yeah,
1: yeah, and um, and then the other post was just about like, you know, like people will say. So she said something about like people will say to her like, "Oh, Yo, you're so lucky, you're a realtor," <laughs> because it's a hot, right. Because I know, right? Well, because it's a hot market, right? Selling sunset.
0: Uh, all you have to do is show them the numbers of how many sales an average agent makes well right like people people
1: think people people have this impression of this industry that this is easy money and that is probably the person (laughs) who uh would you know be calling people back at up to midnight but anyways um but what what am I trying to get at People have this impression that, you know, you just go out and you sell a house, you make thousands of dollars, and then they don't realize all the things. Oh, that was what else was in that that guy's post was about, you know, we don't have retirement accounts unless you set one up and you pay for it yourself from your Mm -hmm. commissions. Like we don't have paid vacations. Most people don't even take vacations because they don't have the leverage in order to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of these things that you you take for granted as a, a salaried employee sometimes, I don't mean intentionally, I just mean when you go into that listing appointment, they're like, can you do this for like half the price that you normally do? And then I'm also going to call you every day at 8 p.m. and expect you to well, respond. Said,
0: I've said a million times the the people that want you to do it for less, that that that's the first thing out of the mouth. Those are always the ones that are going to run you around the most mm-hmm. every single time. It's the person I agree. who comes into the restaurant and says, I have a gift certificate <laughs> like as they sit down. Those are the ones who are going to suck down 12 iced teas.
1: Can I share a personal experience? story? <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: I know what that it's is. Still crackers all over uh, the floor. That's, yeah. That, yeah that, that, that's you know how, what I'm talking about. Like,
1: you got to get out of the vacuum after yeah, yeah. they're gone. The little
0: push vacuum. Yep. That's how scarred I am. I haven't waited tables in 25 years.
1: If you've ever waited tables, which all three of us in this room have, um, you understand what we're talking yeah. about. Um, and I think may- maybe that gives us some like extra grit to be able to deal I with think all so. this. Uh, yeah, um,
0: I think so. It makes me wish that I had just become a scientist and worked in a lab underground somewhere <laughs> so, by myself.
1: Sometimes I do think like maybe I w- like maybe I should have been a scientist. I don't like people. Well,
0: you have attention to detail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh well, that I know. I would. You're good at math. You I'm, like to, I am you good like math. to number crunch. I do love number yeah, crunch. I mean, you,
0: sh- you should have been a scientist. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go look at those colleges again and see. <laughs> If you go back to school.
1: Oh my goodness! Um, no, no. I I joke that like now you guys know this, but like at this stage in my life, like yeah. I have no other marketable skills. You have, I'm you have I am past the
0: point of no return. You can
1: be an interior designer. No, no. no. Know,
0: that's worse.
1: Well, that's worse. True. Here's think
0: about think people don't even know what they might not know what kind of house they want to buy, but <laughs> you've got four houses to choose from, so pick one, right? Not, but interior design. Try having that conversation. Sure. And I don't know what I want I don't know what I like and then have it to create what that is that's, that's you know great. what they
1: say eh, i don't like it let me say <laughs> so when when I was younger um and like going to college and stuff I did want to at at many points in my life be a, an interior designer and architect and then I went to school for marketing and even getting that degree I was like okay so um it you know, how can I use this to become a designer? And then I went back to school and got a residential planning, which is basically interior design. And I was going to figure out how to use that in real estate. And then as I've gotten along in real estate, you realize that, um, you know, it's not about the houses at all, like not at all. And I actually appreciate that now after so many years, because I don't actually think that I would have enjoyed having to deal with people making those kinds of decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sounds weird because I'm helping people make a, a big decision about buying a house and stuff. But again, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about like the business. I guess I like the business side of it. Yeah. Like it's about how, how to figure out how to um, looking- get more exposure, how to get more people to call us. Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff You're not that I at enjoy. you
0: individual client um, back and forth. You're looking mm-hmm. at the real estate as, as a as a as the business part of it instead yeah. of the so, one on ones. Whereas when you're an interior designer, you have to do the one on ones with the clients. Like that is a huge part of the business, and then the design and the back and forths and all of that stuff, and the business yeah. part of it because you have to still go get clients Well and, and you do and so. you do
1: have to do that in real estate too so I guess I could have been an interior designer and then like built a team of interior mm. designers but yeah I just I do appreciate the path that I went on because I like the business side of stuff and I've and you know it's more to me it gives me a challenge you know like you start to get to a point where it's like well now I need to get to the next level like what do we need to do now and mm-hmm. that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and there and there's definitely um, there are, are formulas, and there are other people that have done it that where you can kind of follow the models, follow the models. Right? Yeah, that there's models that exist. Where I know from the graphic design world, there's no models. Yeah, because there are a b- bunch of artists, same as interior designers. It's like no, but like the business side of all of that is is it's like the old west. There isn't <laughs> any. There's there's none. You yeah. Know? And then when you find the ones that are. They're, they're so clunky and everything that it's hard to get good work from those types of companies. Yeah. You know, because they're hiring interns and you don't know who's designing what and there's the communication is really difficult and all of, the, all of those things for so yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so we, we're going to take a little break, and and thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, this is our podcast we call Seeking the Best, uh, where we try to figure out how to overcome the personal and professional hurdles of being in this real estate industry. And I am Catherine Stelgis, and across from me is my Director of Operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our producer Sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatike. Hello. I never get that right because it's not on the page. I know. I I made that up myself. Yep. No,
0: I would not have written. I wrote that. You wouldn't wouldn't have written.
1: Sound engineer, producer extraordinaire. No,
0: I would not have written that.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break and come back, and we'll keep talking about all this fun stuff.
0: All right, let's take a break.
1: The Think B Team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. ThinkLiveB is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinkliveb.com. And we're back. Okay. I want to share a personal story. It's actually a professional story. Um, So, well, you guys both know this story already, but I want to share it with the audience because I think that um, we all, like as real estate agents, you all experience at some point somebody um, that like doesn't like you, doesn't have a good experience or- No connection. That fires you Mm. um, or that you have to fire. Like that just happens. That's what happens when you work with people. Especially
0: a lot of people. Like when you, like maybe if you're your second year, you haven't come across this yet, but you start closing hundreds and hundreds of sales.
1: Remember when I, I think I said to you, we've talked about one particular person who was just an angry man. (laughs) And I Mm -hmm. think I said to you at that time, like, I understand that the more sales we do, the more, uh, the The more the likelihood is that we will run into people who do not like me or put me under the desk crying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they, not, we're not anymore though. No,
2: not anymore. I've gotten yeah. over that.
1: Um, that's just part was of. It,
0: and real quick, wasn't that didn't that person end up coming back and selling a house later? I'm thinking of somebody else. That
1: part, I mean, I sold their house. Yeah, the person that I'm talking about, but, right but, but
0: it wasn't as bad. But then afterwards, it was like. He wrote a really good review or something like that? No, or? no,
1: no, no, no. We didn't send him the link to get our no. review. No, no, no. I'm no, thinking somebody else. No. Said, yeah, so. <laughs> no. Um, what... Well, I'll just briefly hit on that one. Um, that uh, we, we've talked about it recently, so I don't want to get into all the details. But, like, he wasn't, like, super happy, even though we were selling his house for more than asking price and blah, blah, blah. And... um. I I had a I had like a come to Jesus moment with him, as they say. I don't know who says that, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently I've I heard it know. on TV. And uh,
0: watching Righteous Gemstones, okay. <laughs> too. <laughs> That's what I first thought. Yeah, of.
1: yeah. <laughs> Um. Anyways, I I had one of those conversations with him, a fierce conversation, and uh, and and he said in that moment, which is might might be what you're thinking, is that I was really good at marketing, mm. and that he he like was giving me compliments while also saying, but this you know and anyways but I think I said at that time like I really I just realized that the more sales we do over time the more likely you are going to run into somebody who doesn't gel with you and that's okay and you also get to decide like if you get that vibe up front you can choose just not to work with them sure because that's
0: your best bet
1: yeah because sometimes you do, like you're just sitting in that room and you're like, yeah. this isn't going to go I well. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So, um, but recently I had a situation where an, uh, a client fired me essentially. Um, and as far as I can tell, or they're not moving, I don't know.
2: No, they fired you. <laughs> they fired. Thanks, <laughs>
1: Um And so the reason I want to bring this up is like, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> if I, even if I did, did I admit it in a minute, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but in all seriousness, we were. I know you
0: didn't do anything wrong because you have systems in place to handle everybody exactly the same way. Well, and if 99.9% of the people have an ex, an amazing experience, and you're giving that same experience to somebody else, and they're having a bad experience,
1: well, <laughs> well, I so mean, yeah, yeah you have to say like, who's yeah. who's having the, the problem? problem? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the reason I bring it up is is this is this ties into everything we're talking about is, um, we, we went above and beyond actually for, for this particular group of people. Um, and what ha I actually was even going against my boundaries, um, and writing an offer one night at like 9 PM, uh, after traveling eight hours on the road, because there was a deadline and that they wanted this house. So I worked my butt off, um, at, even though I was exhausted and didn't want to. And that offer did not get accepted because somebody else, uh, well, I don't want get into too much of the details, but like the other, you know, there's offers out there that are just better, you know? Yeah. Like people it are, was people-,
0: people- You don't have to get into the, to the details, but the offer was something that you wouldn't suggest To any of your clients to do. Yeah. Well, like. So it was an outrageous thing that these, that these, uh, this other offer was.
1: Well, it's just there, there are people that are doing crazy things to get offers accepted. So, like, the price was fine, all those things, but somebody else did something that these people wouldn't have done and couldn't have done and blah, blah, blah. So they didn't get their offer accepted. So, um, that was not when I got fired though. Like, at that point in time, we continued, you know, we continued to work together. And then, um, I, we went out of town recently, and
0: if you listen to the last episode, we were out we of were
1: home. we were live from Atlanta. Yeah, and we were gone for Catherine, about a week. Catherine
0: does all of her work to the point of we didn't throw an old episode on. We packed up all the equipment for the podcast. <laughs> I know and we did the podcast too. We like, uh, there's, like she's not like
1: we have a commitment to you as the listener, and, we have, and she has that a commitment. every Wednesday you're going to get a new episode. And she
0: has a commitment to... <laughs> her clients so it's not <laughs> like they weren't like they were just left They're oh no absolutely not or something. no
1: no yeah. absolutely not and and so, so
0: they have a they have a uh showing
1: yeah we have a showing that, partner they they were fine The the reason i bring this up though is that the reason i think i got fired um was because i went out of town yeah and that is so disgusting to me Agreed. <laughs> um screw them and so this is what what occurred so i was we were going out of town for about a week and so i let all of my clients mine mine i'm just kidding There, all of our clients um that you work with that i'm personally directly their agent know that i was going to be out of town and what my availability was essentially which is super professional (laughs) by the way
0: And, and don't forget like we said Catherine isn't showing these people's house, the houses, so it's not like she's out of town and and no one's going to show you anything. Right, right. They had been working with somebody else showing properties.
1: Yeah, so so I explained, though, when I was going to be gone, and I had set it up that there were going to be three days that I was actually still working like normal stuff, you know? Like, again, we did the podcast. Yeah, right. I, I did a buyer consultation. To,
0: yeah, as, uh, for, as far as any of the other as far as any of your clients knew you were you could have still been in town yeah they were still they wouldn't working. have
1: known except that i just let them know in case yeah. something came up right. that we needed to step out for a minute that and they couldn't get an immediate response they knew who to contact yeah, it's
0: not like your your people are coming into the office to have conversations right yeah.
1: and then the and then it ha- it just so happened that my birthday also fell over the same week and so i decided that i was going to take 3 days that were supposed to be like off right? Like three days. And by the way, one of them, I really wasn't off. I still ended yeah. up doing stuff. So on March 10th, that's my birthday.
0: <laughs> Mark it in your calendars, people.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I, We were off, right? We took off. And I got an email that day, by the way. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, that said, basically thanks for letting us know like you're not available is essentially what it said and um, we no longer need your services and I bring this up because
0: by the way after you've sold their house yeah yes which was not an easy thing to do and mm-hmm. then went through the process of the the meeting the come in let's talk about the best way to buy and sell at the same time and how to do this and oh, all Oh this has of been the,
1: a very long process. All of this
0: this isn't like just some rando people that just walk through the door you have already sold their house and everything and then went and like i said those first Two or three consultations of what do we do together, and how do we, how do we buy and sell, and what what what's the best way to do this, and all of those things.
1: So the reason I bring this up, though, is first of all, I I think that if you're listening to this, I just feel like that like everybody needs to know this happens, and this is it's okay, and you don't have to feel bad about it or whatever. Like this is one of the things that I've learned over time is to just be okay with like, all right. And, um, moving on, you know, did that stink that like we worked for six months and we're not going to get paid for all of the, the work that we've put in so far? Yes. Especially because it was like the, the, a a runaround, (laughs) runaround. uh, Kayla said it, not me. And, uh, so it. Does that stink? Yes, and it stinks for my showing partner too, who put in a lot of hours and a lot of driving, and and that is part of our business as at the same time. And um, so anyways, the the part, the the next part was like, okay, well, now how do you respond, right? Right, because most people would
0: well and the, go and, through the things that went initially. We were we were in the car, I think, driving
1: what went through my head
0: what we were, <laughs> i hate you we were in atlanta and we were driving and you're like i think you said well what i'm i'm just going to write back and ask well Remember, so
1: so here are what you initially think is like you're angry you go through the the stages, of, stages of, grief. of grief but um you do you kind of like you initially might get upset right because why wouldn't you be you've put in all this work and you're not gonna get paid for it
0: and you feel like uh, it's a personal attack yeah especially if you know you were doing a good job
1: right and then um then you also start to think like well i need to find out why and should i call should i email back what should i do and then you have to, so then what I had to stop and think was, what do I want the outcome of this email to be? Correct. I don't want to start a new working relationship with them. I don't want to salvage this, right? If that's the choice. Now, if you do, that's a different conversation. But like, I did not want to keep that going because, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed to me the way that I took that email and the the timing of it was that. They did not appreciate that I had left town. And to that I say. Yeah. Piss off. (laughs) I like barely ever do that. Yeah. And And, everybody cares.
0: You can do whatever you want, but everybody
1: deserves to have that. And so to have that sort of, it did feel like a personal, you are at
0: my beck and call and you will do as I command. Otherwise we will find somewhere else to go. And and it's like, fine, go somewhere else. I don't care.
1: And so that, but that is the, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was some other thing and I could have investigated that. And, and I had to decide what do I want the outcome to be?
0: If you were wrong. Yeah. If it was something else. Then they lied to about the reasoning, right? Like, let's say they decided, oh, we're not going to buy a house. So we're just going to say we don't, we're going to use this as a, as a catalyst to say we're just not, whatever. Who cares? None of it matters. And and they're either liars or they were telling the truth. It doesn't make a difference.
1: Well, so, but, so, when you don't, like, when you don't get a, um, a listing or somebody doesn't want to work with you, you do want feedback in some way because you want to make sure that, There isn't something you can improve. But you have to ask yourself in the situation like...
0: Were these people crazy?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, you have to ask yourself like, is this... do do i want to continue this relationship because the minute i start to engage and ask questions then i'm asking because i want to try to find a solution Mm -hmm. and if i don't want to move forward with that then i shouldn't ask any questions because it's a waste of time
0: it's gonna be a waste of time because they're gonna you're gonna ask the question they're gonna fire back you're gonna want to reply oh can i I tell
1: let me go down a rabbit hole for a moment (laughs) mr rabbit Okay. Um. Ben Kenny has this. Uh, ben Kenny is a big top-producing agent up in Washington, and he has this video that I think you can find on YouTube somewhere. And it's I forget what it's called, but it's like the circles of something. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's basically he's talking to team members. Like if a team member is frustrated in a situation, and the way he explains it is towards clients. No, or? towards like towards, him as the business oh, okay, owner. Okay. Um, But I think you can apply this to this, the like client situation too, where he has a situation, this, this speech where he basically says um, to the team member, like, like trying to determine if they want to stay or if they're just about to quit. So if that's smart, it, because as he said, like, if they're just going to quit, no matter what, then I'm going to say, it's been a pleasure working with you and, you know, back on and go. Um, Rather than let them, as he says, poop all over the floor and leave (laughs) me to clean it up. (laughs) That's been Kenny quote, not mine.
0: (laughs) No, that's really smart.
1: And so I kind of like I really did sort of reflect on that a little bit while I was thinking about the situation, because the minute I ask them a question, Mm. I'm giving the opportunity to. Poop
0: all over the floor. Yeah, they can vent. They're going to vent all this stuff, and it's like I've never
1: said that word so many times in a row. Try to defend you.
0: You're going to defend yourself and say, actually, I'm right about all of this stuff. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, to what end?
1: To to what end? Right. So that you you leave a big emotional mess for me to clean up and feel like I did something wrong when I know. 100% 100% confidently that we did nothing but treat them with respect, um, timely responses went above and beyond, uh, I went outside of my boundaries most of the time to accommodate because of the way that, well, you know, things were. And, and, you, and, and,
0: you, and you knew, I know, well, we all know and anyone who listens know, you were going out of town, which means you were probably doing a little bit more than you would normally do making sure everybody was squared away not just them but all the rest of the clients too
1: yeah and oh um well i don't want to keep droning on about this but but that is the the thing i think you have to think about in these moments so do i apologize like this is where we started this and this is why i'm bringing it up because my natural reaction would have been to say like I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Um, what exactly happened? Or is, 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 you know, what, what can we do to fix we this? Blah, that. blah, blah. Right. We hope that everything will, we can work it out, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not sorry. Number one, because I am confident that we did an excellent job. So don't say that because that's not true. Um, and then decide what do I really want out of this situation I want to be a professional and respond and I want to be tactful in my response, but I don't want to engage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ghost it. That's just rude. Right. Um, and unprofessional. Right. But I don't want to ask any kind of follow up question to engage and have further back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't remember exactly what the email said and I'm not going to repeat it, but, uh, but that, and that is how we compiled that, email though response was to make sure that it was professional but that I wasn't apologizing because there was no reason to right and all the way back to like that is just a knee-jerk reaction and you were saying like um what somebody that you work with like yells at you when you do that and it's like trying to like get that out of us because we shouldn't that shouldn't be your knee-jerk reaction to people because there's there's no reason to apologize unless yeah. you really, truly did something wrong. Then, yeah, sure. Say you're sorry. Right. But like if you know that you've done a great job and again, there's always going to be people that don't value that or don't see that or have different expectations, then maybe that's not a good fit, whether it's whether wor- it's a client it's, or a team member or whatever it might be.
0: And it's even worse if people are emotional and stuff to give a half hearted throwaway sorry it's like you've been on the phone, everybody's been on the phone with customer service and they just keep saying I'm sorry over and over and over again. Does that make you feel any better or is it just piss you off?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and I'm sorry, Mr. Patrick. We'll Mr. We'll, Patrick. we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll take care of that right away. I'm sorry I'm sorry for that, Mr. Patrick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like that doesn't all,
1: d- Can I tell you something else? Okay so that that's what happens. I think when you say "I'm sorry, it leads to you also rambling on excuses, yeah mm-hmm.
0: absolutely
1: and um had that experience recently or, get, or getting defensive either
0: way, you have to like I think you nailed it when you were like when you said, what is before I take the next step, I want to know what is the what is the outcome of this that I want to have happen and then Figure out what that is, and then work yourself backwards. Yeah. But if you just fire off and I'm sorry, or would you will you let me know, or please explain what the issue is, and blah blah blah, all those things, it's like, are you getting to the point at the end, which is I just want to be free and clear of these people, like that. So you that is a really really smart point. Before you start firing off emails to people, know what you want the outcome to be.
1: Well, and um. That takes discipline as well. A
0: lot of discipline, sure. and
1: so I've grown as a person. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a little bit more of like I don't necessarily um speak before I think, and like I'm no you
0: you have except this is di- this is a little bit different because you are also the type of person who's like I'm gonna prove I'm right. <laughs> Right. So that's
1: so, a, That was huge growth. Yeah. Like not to so, say, so excuse I mean.
0: me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So to say to be able to say none of this matters because I don't want these people to be my clients anyway. So I'm not going to waste my time.
1: Oh, now you got to donate to yeah. some organization.
0: Oh, yeah. Because my phone <laughs> went phone off. Right? <laughs> I got a lot of um. I think that was the people for the stove. Oh,
1: well, that we do need to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> um, But Yes. I I, I just think I think it's worth just being very conscious of the words you use and making sure that you're not um, apologizing or like coming off with excuses or just I don't know just think about things before you react is like the key I think that's what I've learned and I did it I did it you guys (sighs) All right. what's next
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
1: Questions from
0: the web. Question from the web. This one kind of fits into what we're talking about today a little bit. Oh. Um, and I know we've had podcasts about this, but maybe we can just touch on it for, for a few minutes. Uh, please enlighten me on how you set boundaries with clients and find balance between your personal life and business.
1: That is so random.
0: Only been doing this for a few months. So far, it's been nonstop seven days a week all day. How is this sustainable? I love the work, but need to do something to prevent myself from burning out.
1: That is so random that that was the question. I know. Kayla? <laughs> Determine your priorities. Well, that's a good one. Make the time
2: for your priorities. And then set the time frames of which makes sense for you in
1: your life. And then practice. So I think that is important. So what are the priorities? So I thought about that last night, by the way.
0: What, for yourself?
1: For myself. Oh, that's nice. Because Good. I thought to myself I could call this guy back. Oh, yeah. Or what's my priority? That my priority it's is me. is boundaries. <laughs> no, but that's what I was going to say. Is, you were
2: going to say pistachio. <laughs>
1: I was I was going to say you and like having quality time that is a huge priority in in my life that we struggle a little bit with luckily we do get to see each other because I work from home sometimes yeah. but like actual time yeah that's not about work and so I thought about that and thought I'm not gonna go because as soon as I get on the phone I'm gonna be on the phone for 30 minutes that's one quarter of the little bit of time that I have
0: mm-hmm. I would suggest. To this person to listen to our time management episodes, because if you've only been in the business for a few months and you're working nonstop seven days a week, you are doing the wrong things.
1: Can I say something? So in seeking our best, one of the things, um, again, we've had uh, voicemails and I've set expectations before about I return calls, you know, by if. If, you, if I get your message before this time, then I'll return your call that evening. Otherwise, first thing in the morning. And I've set those expectations with clients before. And I do have to say in this market, this intense market, I have gotten off track with that. Mm-hmm. So I need to get back on track with that. And I think that we could include something when we're introducing ourselves to the co-op agent, um, something in the, the email about our response times, mm-hmm. because... That they're half the problem, yeah. right? If you're dealing with, like think about all the people you deal with in a real estate transaction, the most common interactions are going to be the co-op agent and the client. Well, so they're half the problem yeah, if they're calling and emailing and expecting those responses. So maybe we need to set expectations with them too.
0: I think that's a good idea. And I, I was back to the, even what we kind of started to talk about in with this, like when you go in with a buyer consultation, or you go in with a listing presentation, you tell those potential clients right from the beginning, how long is this going to be? Yes. Right? So this is a buyer consultation. It's going to be about 30 minutes, blah, 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 blah. So they know that it's going to be 30 minutes. And so I'm a big believer in, you have to do that with clients because clients don't know what this is because they've never done it before, maybe did it once in a different way and whatever. So here we are with agents who... Don't have a lot of experience most of the time. You know, we know what the average sales, number of sales per agent is and stuff that I think working into scripts with them from the beginning too, um, which is like you sometimes you get those agents on the phone that are talkers and they want to talk for 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. totally oblivious that your time is valuable. So starting those conversations with, I've got 10 minutes, go. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And working <laughs> that into your conversation right from the beginning when you call that when you call any of these agents because you don't know who's a talker and who isn't. So start those conversations with I've got a hard out at I've got five minutes. I've got I've got another call I have to take at 405. Whatever it is, figure it out, figure out the best script for you and start every conversation with that. That way, when 405 rolls around, you can go, all right, then.
1: Yeah. No, I 100 I percent agree. Um, because people will go on and on about nothing.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) well, and with agents, it's like, there is something to be said for, you know, uh, the type of person, not all, but many that lean into sales, are talkative people. They like to have conversations. They like to talk to people. And you get somebody on the phone who really only has a few clients and doesn't have anything else to do and they start talking to you and go, yeah, well, you know this. And all of a sudden they're talking about their car and they're talking about the the, <laughs> the, the market and they're talking about, you know what I mean? It's like it, it, you can end up on the phone for hours and hours with people at the by the time you add it up at the end of the week. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Is, so, to answer this person's question though um set your priorities set a schedule set expectations and then follow your own schedule that part that last part that's the hardest one
2: you yeah. just got to practice it and practice then, and uh, adjust it so that you find the one that works
0: how when you practice it when you are saying practice it you're do just, you, are you are you keeping track like how, what does that mean? If, exactly? that, if
2: that helps for you or just reflecting on your day and if um, oh, like an out time is more of a priority, writing down your out
1: time and then looking back on mm-hmm. the week how many times were you out before that's, or I see.
0: That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: I just thought of something. So we have like a daily sum up form that goes out um that we're supposed to as agents. Um, and then the TC has a checkout form and stuff. But as agents, we have a form that's like uh, did you report your numbers? Because you're supposed to report your numbers at the end of the day and did how to Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, it gets sent to her and me. I see it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read every single one, you guys. Yeah. Um <laughs> I do, I do. I look at every single one. I like to know what's going on in people's lives, and uh, and but it says like, how are you feeling uh, about the day? So to kind of like kind of keep it's not just it's a pulse check. It's a pulse check. Okay. How can we support you? So we know what we
2: can do if there's something that we can do or help. At least Catherine
1: kind of guide them in their one on ones as
2: well. Okay, cool.
1: So when that that report though, it. Like everybody knows you're supposed to do it, but it gets slacked automatically at six PM. And that's there for a reason. And I think sometimes we forget and just take it to sort of take it for granted that like there's that form I gotta fill out, you know. I worked hard on it, guys. <laughs> um, but it's it's there at six PM because it's like, Hey, you should be winding down for right. the day. Yeah. I think it even says that. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't keep working.
1: It's like this 6 p.m. Like start winding down, report your numbers, wrap it up. And, and at the end it has it has a
2: glass of champagne oh, with with Great Gatsby, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So practice would be like, yeah, setting up some sort of. Accountability thing to yourself to say I want to be done every day by whatever time it is. But again, it's you're up to you. It really is. But like, I don't recommend midnight. Mm-mm. That that is not sustainable unless you sleep in until like eleven and you start working at one. But then why? Yeah, okay, that's a whole nother
2: episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay. a, that's a perspective. Maybe there's something there.
0: If <laughs> you guys I'm... want to do another question, or you want to wrap it up.
1: Let's wrap it up. Okay. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay.
2: Small win.
0: Small win. small win.
2: small win. Kayla, do you have a small win this week? This this spring forward time is so nice. Oh, hey! Oh, there's gonna be a fight. Oh, no. I love it because I get to get to Lake Eola and see the sunset. Mm. Whereas yeah. before, it was happening at 6:30. I'm like, yeah. son of a. We up, went for how a walk. Happened?
0: yesterday? And real Did. and there were tons of people walking around. And it was stuff. also nice and, out. Yeah, it's also beautiful. Yeah.
2: So that's my small win, is
1: getting to Scooter to yeah. Lake Yule at 6.30 and not be in the dark. Yeah, okay, that's nice. This is not a small win, but I will just comment on that. I might be the only person in the world who doesn't like daylight savings times, but I don't. I don't like it. That's it? I don't <laughs> like that it's on a weekend, because you lose a sl-
2: an hour of sleep. Why can't it be like Monday at 4 p.m.? Well, yesterday,
1: like all of a sudden, it was 9 o'clock. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. it's time for bed. Um, I go, I don't go to bed at nine sometimes. You get ready for bed <laughs> at nine. She starts dozing. <laughs> it depends on how the day was. Um, but my small win, I would say, it's actually kind of a big win. I think we got six pendings in yep. like seven days or eight days. Yep, Six so, pending. So we're getting people under contract, by the way, which is another reason why I was 100% confident that we're doing everything right. Yeah. With. And while you were away, we oh, didn't that- even need you to get <laughs> somebody under contract. <laughs> that was uh that should have been the small one. I forgot. I was gonna say something earlier, but it didn't fit into the thing. But yes, like they they're on my birthday morning mm-hmm. my showing birthday. it was my birthday my showing partner was able to get a contract accepted with Kayla's guided assistance I did the technology and um and that was that was definitely a small win actually a big win because that's that's been one of the leverage pieces that like how do you go away if you don't if you don't have somebody to write offers while you're gone if right. like somebody kidding. can show up properties but you still need that thing yeah so balance
0: And uh, my small win is it's been a crazy two weeks. It was your birthday. We drove to Atlanta twice, Mm. all of that stuff. And now we're back home and routine can start back up again. And it's my favorite thing. (laughs) Pat loves his routine. I love my routine. It's the only way I can get any work done and stuff. And so it's nice to be back and kind of taking a breath and relaxing for five seconds because it's been insane for the last three
2: weeks. If anybody yep. has time management, it's Pat. He does have great, great I time. Have, in, and, awesome.
0: and that that whole book that you guys read, that Eat That Frog book, that's how I that's live. Just my, how I live that's just how I live my life. That's so how I live my life. Alright. A- <laughs> Are you jealous? <laughs> she is. S-
2: sometimes we both are. I am. <laughs> sometimes hey, guys, re- am.
0: remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions, letters, and stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com You can leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at SeekTheBestBod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week.
2: Adios.
1: Bye.
0: This has been a Think, Live, Be production.